0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life's Difficult, a podcast where we discuss the many aspects of modern life and how we navigate them, how they're challenging, and some takeaways for you guys as well. I'm Mikhail, and as always, I'm joined by my conversation partner, Milos. How's it going? Pretty good,
1: man. Listen, about that last episode, I think I might have acted a little rashly. I think I was a little bit over the top. I was going through some shit. Work's been really stressful. I really... Don't think we need to break up right now.
0: And you want to have sex?
1: Mostly the second part, but also I wasn't thinking about it. And you're right, I am kind of mean sometimes. And <laughs> I do need to think about our future. And you're right, I also want to have kids while you're still young and, and you know while we can still be young parents. Uh, but also, I tried masturbating and crying and it didn't work. So yeah, let's just get back In together. what
0: order? Because I feel like if you change that order, it could work.
1: I don't want to be with you anymore. I'm good. And <laughs> um, <Ed> scene.
0: What? <laughs> no, but um, so the intro. like we said, uh, we're continuing on with breakups from the, the last two. So this is part two. This is our first uh, second part of a podcast, actually. First
1: time we actually stuck with it, yeah.
0: Yeah, because last time we tried with relationships and we well, gave there's up. There's
1: still there's still a second part, but I don't think we I don't think we even tried.
0: I, I think we just do that. Again, it's not even going to be part two. Yeah. It's going to just be like version two. Almost, yeah, you know. Um,
1: as my real relationships in real life, I just
0: give up on them and don't come <laughs> back. It's really easy. No, no version 2.0? <laughs> no version 2.0, No, yeah, just, just the same mistakes again and again just and again. The, the We're sound doomed of the wind. to be in the cycle.
1: <laughs> the sound of wind going through chimes as I ghost them. <laughs>
0: um, okay, I so here. I feel like we covered a fair bit of ground last yeah. last uh, last episode. Yeah. And, but it was also in some ways a discussion bigger than just breakups. It was also just what, you know, this relationship circumstances that would, that drove us to breaking up and stuff. Yeah. Which is part of it, for sure. But now I think we want to more like kind of hone in on what the sort of, what are some, certain practical things that we can point towards to and, and, and things that we did that actually helped get through it and... Yeah. Move, move on.
1: Yeah, the actual brass tacks of, like, going through a pretty bad breakup. And how do you get to the other side of it so that you're not, you know, one of those people... Oh, man, you don't want to be one of those people who just, like, mopes about it for years on end. That's... Uh,
0: it, it's weird hmm. because... Which um, <laughs> <laughs> is a guy. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a part of me that feels like certain things just I, I won't ever like fully let go not in terms of like some unhealthy way where i want to so let's just put it into the context of a relationship it's not that i, w- I would i'd ever think i sh- want to get back with my ex no i'd never think like uh she's she was suitable for me no mm-hmm. but that doesn't ch- and and am, am i have i moved on completely i'm dating somebody new. yes all that stuff yeah But there's still like, for for me, the way I emotionally process things is like, that doesn't change that like five years of my life, however bumpy, however fucked up there were, it was five years of my life and this person cared for me. It might've been the twisted, dark way. It might've been a misguided way. I might've been misguided, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, somebody loved me for the best part of five years and that's not something I just like let go of. For me, it's like, that is still something that will sit with me, maybe for the rest of my days, not in some ugly way. Not necessarily in a positive way either, but just it is a th- it is a fact of my life, and it's not that like, for me moving on doesn't mean like just trying to like entirely put that aside because it's like no that's that's part of my adulthood, my adult life.
1: That's fair. I'm more talking about people who like claim a status of victimhood from it.
0: I'm thinking about or a just specific, moping and yeah. I'm thinking yeah, of a specific self-bating. a
1: specific situation with a with a friend of mine that used to that like his ex broke up with him and then for like, basically until he found a new girlfriend, which is like four or five years later, we didn't stop hearing about how she broke him. And that's just, ugh, yeah. It was, and it wasn't always like straight up, but it was always like, it was more like, uh, you know, expressing his displeasure about women <laughs> and always in the same way of like, yeah, women are all like she was and they all do what she did and they're yeah. all not to be trusted like her. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I get where you're coming from. I'm actually from the opposite camp. I feel like once it's done, it's done. I mean, obviously, you can't make the memories go away. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm not trying to hold on to nothing except the hair. The big clump of hair, That's
0: you keep that for life. All you right. Just grow it um. to a doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know so where you're coming it's, from, though. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, I don't even want to say I'm holding on to it, like, consciously holding on to yeah. it. It's just more like...
1: No, you've accepted it. You it's you're past it. It's it's there, but yeah, it's not uh
0: It's it's and in some ways like it being also a sad fact of my adult life doesn't mean that like, oh I'm still like you know, in any way like shaken or traumatized by it. it there's so many
1: other sad facts of your adult life that it doesn't hurt. Yeah,
0: I mean <laughs> Adult life is simply a, a series, series of, of sad, sad facts. <laughs> so an if, accumulation. An accretion it, of sad it does, like I, I, I you know, I I can, at the same time as saying, like, they were completely unfit, we were, or we were mutually completely unfit to be each other's partner, mm. um, I can also say it's, you know, it's sad that it, it played out the way it did. You know, it's one of those sort of things where I, it, two things can be true at once. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, moving on from that part of it. How what, did you get there? Coping mechanisms. What... And coping mechanism is not like a, a bad thing. It just means like what did you do to cope, and then maybe we can extract from that what are the things that we'd actually uh, say to others given given mm-hmm. what we did. So yeah. anything on your end that really comes to mind in terms of like what what got you through? Um, I think it's a mix of things. So I think
1: the biggest takeaways I, that I think one of the biggest things that I could take from it, and this was kind of like I was lucky in that going into it, I kind of knew this was going to happen, is you just have to accept the fact that like, this is, even though there's no physical damage, you don't have a scar, you don't have anything on you to show for it, mm. you have to treat this in the exact same way you would if you'd have like a serious physical injury. And the reason why I say that is because when you have a physical injury, like if you, if like, I was in Thailand, I can't open my knee, I could see my kneecap, it was, it was completely messed up. Mm. I had to go get bandaged, I, I had to wait for it to heal. At no point did I look at my knee and say, stupid knee, why aren't you all better? This is so stupid, you shouldn't be hurting. I'm like, no, I have, I have an open wound. There's, yeah. there's blood and pus coming out, I need to respect this. Mm. But I feel like this can be very difficult for people on the emotional sense, because, you know, again, other people might just see it as like, oh, she's gone, she's done, like, why aren't you moved on with your life? And, and other people can see other parts of it. Like, there's no physical part on you that's gonna show you that it's gonna hurt. But mm. trust the process that for a while you're just going to have a wound on you that's not physically visible but is going to emotionally hurt just the same way that it would if you've broken your leg and you're limping around and sometimes you step on it wrong and it fucking kills. Or like, you know, if you've ever, like, I've broke my toe before and, bro- you know, you accidentally, like, you so lightly tap it and suddenly you're, like, screaming in pain because mm. it's a broken fucking toe. And I think that's the number, that's, like, the biggest concept that i think people need to understand walking into this is like you're gonna have an injury it's gonna take possibly months to heal your job is to you know help it heal but it's not something that's visible and you can't get on yourself for why isn't it gone if you're you know if you're kind of so i think i really my first coping mechanism is just plain old suffering (laughs) just like just be ready and it's not really coping It's like the first thing like be ready to hurt cause it's gonna suck. And you gotta get through that. It, it's gonna be like that for both people. It's gonna be like that. that. Um, in terms of healthy coping mechanisms, I think, again, this is a cliche for men, but I really think this is the biggest one, is if you just broke up with somebody, it is the best time to get your body in order. The best time, hands down. I, I, yeah. I'll I'll give you a couple reasons why I think that is. First off, working out can give you something that you can do almost every day that is pretty much guaranteed to make you feel good. And unless you used to work out with your ex, shouldn't be bringing up many like thoughts of them or anything like that, you know what I mean? Like, mm. unless you were one of the people who was like, no, me and ex were gym rats. Then I'm like, I'm sorry, you gotta do drugs. Mm. Um, no, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> Just do them. <laughs> Just do them. But, uh, the but you know what I mean? still coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna remind you her. you're gonna reduce, release endorphins, you're doing something that's gonna make you feel better working out has an overall net benefit on your entire life. And working out can take a significant portion of your free time, which I know is gonna sound weird, but if you are in a committed relationship, one of the first things you notice when you break up with somebody is like, it's like, oh my God, I have all this free time. Oh shit, I'm really upset and I have all this free time. Like, what am I gonna
0: do with it, right? Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I think that's a great point. I, I would extend that beyond working out. The working out is a great one. -hmm. It's you suddenly have this void, right? Yeah. Oh my god. It it, it happens in other ways, right? We 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 can. I'm sure somebody's. uh, Everybody's had the experience of either they're watching a series that is like six seasons long and they binge Mm -hmm. through it, or they're reading a book series and they go through like six books and then suddenly it's like, oh god, all my all these imaginary friends (laughs) or whatever situations are gone, and what do I do? And so you have to treat it a little bit similarly, like. That you suddenly have a lot of time on your hands, and that's actually a great thing if you use it the right way. It should be a point to evaluate. Mm. It can be a point of, like, tremendous growth. You evaluate, like, what you did wrong, what you did right, like, who you are, like, you know, how did you end up... Like, go through everything. You have so much time to just sit down and think. It doesn't all have to just be thinking about the relationship in, in, like, sad terms. Like, yes, there'll be sadness sprinkled in throughout this thought process, but also try to be honest with yourself, try to see where you're at, see how you can be better. You know, where did you fail? How can you get better as a person there? Yes, work out, yes, take up a hobby, yes, start reading again, start whatever. Like, mm-hmm. things that you neglected, which you inevitably you're gonna neglect certain things in your life. When you're uh, in a relationship, bring them back in. Get, get to enjoy those things that you were neglecting. That includes friendships that you might have neglected, That's or family, yeah. or whatever. So do all that. Um, I'm gonna throw out something which might not be the best advice. So I that's why so I want to throw it out there, and you can tell me whether if it's it's mistaken. I want to say like yes, treat it like an injury. I I I, I like that analogy, but also have a uh, have a recovery window. Oh, it's so, and and I would say be you know somewhat like slightly aggressive about it, in in that. I think it's important to get out there, so then you know just how messed up you still are or not, or are not. <laughs> yeah. But because like if if you go back out, put yourself back out there, and start dating and stuff, and yeah. you suddenly you feel like crushed being back out there, then okay, reassess the window. I'm. Uh, what, by no means do you get crushed and then relapse and reach out your ex. What I'm saying is. Initially, give yourself a good amount of time. I'm not talking about like few weeks and you're back out there. Give yourself a few months, and again, process it. Talk, you know, talk to the people you need to talk to. Think all all the stuff that we've already said. But then get back out there. Push yourself. I know it's not comfortable and all that stuff, but push yourself. Get back out there, and maybe on on one hand, you suddenly are like, oh no, things are kind of okay out here. I'm meeting decent women or I'm not but I'm like with my friends I'm like getting out there can have different yeah. can be different things but just you know socialize let yourself have fun again I suppose is what I'll say maybe it's in dating maybe it's just going out and partying whatever it might be or just hanging out with friends and family whatever but on the flip side if it feels terrible then you know like okay I need a few more weeks or I need another month and yeah. I think that's really you, you need to test yourself against life until you're ready to like reimmerse yourself in yeah. it. Otherwise like yeah, then you can just hit a pity spiral. Ooh, yeah. And and then it's like months turn into a year, then at some point you're just like that the thing where people might still have sympathy for you but like they don't, they don't want to be around you. Yeah. And maybe that's a feeling of others, but like it is also your feeling mm-hmm. cuz you shouldn't just be an endless drain on the people around you because you've got, suffered something mm-hmm. that's not that's not any way to go through life and you, you in some ways, people's decency with you and their kindness to you and their sympathy is like a again i'm I'm, I'm maybe going too far with this, but I'm just trying to make a point it's It's, it's a resource right mm-hmm. and so um this is why like I think we're going to start talking about it. It's important to reach out to people. When, when oh, yeah. you're struggling, uh, post-breakup, talk to your family, talk to your friends. Reach out to them and, and like, you, you know, I, I would hope that you have really, like, g- a good, solid unit around you of people who can really, like, support you and talk to you and be there for you while you grieve for, you know, all those weeks and months. Be very, like, gentle and sympathetic with you. But don't abuse that resource, right? Past those months, start forcing yourself to be, like, I don't want to these people who've helped me so much and been there for me so much already, it's time for me to, like, pull myself back from this brink and and uh, uh, making them feel constantly my, my sense of grief and, 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 mm. and, and discomfort <clears throat> so that they can also feel good being around you again, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's... That, that,
1: I, I think that's a couple of things. I think the first thing is, on a deeper level, that speaks to the idea of, like, letting go. And that's kind of... that. I, I, that's, like... Because to me, it's like the person who keeps moping and shit is the person who hasn't actually let go and moved. I mean, obviously, the goal is to move on. My, my assumption is that once you've made the stern decision internally to move on, um, you're going to feel the pain. That's when the injury sets in. Before mm-hmm. then, you're still kind of... Because like, I think this is another thing, too, that we kind of got to uh, like emphasize. Or at least I want to emphasize. I've only ever bro- broken up with girls in one way. And that is, you break up. And then you proceed to continue to see each other for another three to six months of unhappiness, but sex. Mm. <laughs> and eventually somewhere in there, one of you decides, okay, this is the absolute last time we're gonna see each other and it's yeah. usually ugly. And then that starts the actual official, like, okay, the, the, the cut breakup. Yeah. I'm all for personally, like once you break up with that ex, don't ever talk to them again. Mm. Don't, I'm, I'm that kind of person. I've, I've, I've my, that's my take, and you can, if you're comfortable talking to your ex, if you're comfortable, whatever, that's cool, you do you. I personally, am not, and I feel like that's kinda like a, it's just an easier way of life, you know? Mm. It's funny, too, because I think about, it. I have friends who, like, we made a friend group, and then they got together, and then they broke up, and so I had this, like, mixed friend group that then got torn aside because, you know, they decided to go that way. They wouldn't talk to each other anymore, and so, of course, you have to pick a side. Mm-hmm. And I'm always, you know, not I've. most of my friends are dudes, so I'm always going on the dude side, and I think there's something about that willingness to cut it, to let go, to say, "Okay, this is done," mm. that's very important. I think, I think it should go without saying that none of the healing, none of the coping, none of the moving on, none of the, like everything that you said, I actually agree with, but none of that starts until after you've let go. And I think that's, and I think that's what a lot of people don't actually want to do. They don't want to let go. And I think that's almost the precursor to this. Is like if you're not willing to let, because I think that's the thing. Is like. The analogy of the wound works if you're actually Healing. done. Yeah. The the other version of that analogy is like you still have a dagger stuck in your side. Mm, and mm. you're like, and you go to everybody, guys, look at this dagger that's still here. And they're like, pull it out, you idiot. Just yank that shit out. Like, oh my god, it's still there. Can you believe this? Can you believe how this is still there? And they're still like in
0: actuality, I'm not sure you're meant to pull it out. <laughs> well, I mean, in this in this
1: version, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A dagger's a wrong example. More like a like uh, I don't know what can you like, get? Larger? Bullet
0: in you that needs to be extracted. No bullet, no bullet. Patch. <laughs> you
1: know, I'm thinking more like a, like if you get like a big thorn in you or something. You uh, anyway, something I, you I, could pull I, out I yourself. I need to
0: see derailed uh, perfectly. No, no, apt no, no. Analogy, you, you, but <laughs> it's good.
1: We need to make it realistic for the people just listening. They need to they need to build this. Visualize, and it. Yeah, visualize yeah. it. Yeah. So you played with a porcupine
0: and it got you with one of the quills. Actually, actually, I feel like your analogy still works with that because you pull out the knife mm-hmm. and you gush blood. Mm. <laughs> and it's because it's terrible. When you finally accept it, it's terrible. Yeah. So you bleed, but, I, but, but I like mean,
1: it, it is an apt analogy because even if you have something lodged in you, the healing cannot begin until you remove that lot. I mean, both but but a little different. That's literally what I'm. Yeah. Saying, I'm That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like it's
0: it, it. The analogy does work because even if pulling out a knife is harmful and yeah, you, right. It's what but, you have to do. Yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, that's what happens. You bleed when yeah. when when when, uh, and, when you pull. And,
1: that's exactly it, right? So once you let go, but that's what I was gonna say to your to your point. It's like I feel like the people who actually mope and and spend too much time in it are the people who aren't willing to let that person go because the minute the minute you yourself made the decision, okay, this person is done in my life. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it sucks. Yes, you still have this gaping hole that you have to heal. But um, at the very least, you've turned around and you're facing the future. You're facing the next steps, right? And. In so much as you're there, then I think everything you said absolutely makes sense. Reconnecting with friends is huge, especially like as a dude, reconnect with your male, if you still have single male friends, oh my God, now it's time to reconnect with them because no one will take you back in like the bros, period. That's just, it's human nature. It's, it's what men do. It's what we like. And if you have a, and if you have one of those male friends who like, man, you didn't hang out with me you had a girlfriend. Now you want to hang out with me? Cut that person out of your life. That is not a friend. That's a fucking bitch. I I'm sorry I have so much against that kind of an attitude like every man does this every man gets a girlfriend and then neglects his friends don't pretend like that's something to be pissed off about when you Mm. get a girlfriend you're gonna (laughs) neglect your friends like (laughs) accept it that's part of being a bro it's like anyway totally un un unprovoked side tangent but yeah like get out there get and it's so funny too because actually I want to ask you so how long did you wait uh, uh, so and uh, also my my experience is you break up. You, you have the, you have the window and during the window, I always pretend like I'm going after other women, like the window when you break up and there's still sex, but you're not mm, done. Mm-hmm. Truth is I've never been able to do that. When I break up and there's that window, I might pretend, I might act, I might go on the dating apps or I might like talk to some girls. Yeah, but yeah, the truth yeah, is yeah. until that person is completely cut, I'm usually like, I'm just, it's half assed efforts if anything. So for me, the breakup really starts after the full, the full cut. How long did you wait from full cutter, if you had a full cutter, when you felt like it was over, over, mm. how long did you wait between then to start dating?
0: So just before I answer, I I think we mentioned this in the last uh, episode too, mm. but I really like that. I, I feel like this should actually be an official term. Mm. It's like there's breaking up and then there's the cut. Yeah. Those are two separate things. Completely different. Sometimes they're the same. They happen at the same time, but- just as if often i want to say amongst
1: men or if there's infidelity i feel like if a girl ever cheated on me or if I found out something like crazy like that it'd be really easy to cut and break up at the same time but if it's just like a random, standard run of the mill breakup where something's not working and other things are i if you can do that all at once god amongst men and,
0: and again it's not even about us it's just i just think in in life i would say it's at least 50/50 in terms of like breakups being the final cut versus the breakup coming and the final cut coming in like some matter of like weeks months years even right like it's almost <laughs> hope it's, not years that's it's, terrible no but it's it's that's that is just like a really important distinction that doesn't have a name and like yeah it's yeah. final cut <laughs> yeah and and uh so i like that two i agree with you uh my one major relationship that i've had that and when it ended it continued on for whatever uh you said like three to six months i think mine might have been longer than that but mm-hmm. still like yeah m- uh, many many months and uh minus the sex part you you you, you it's 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 great how, that you you had that. It,
1: how you keep it going without sex is like that's an amazing thing
0: but uh however i got out there before the final cut Way before. This is
1: a quick. A quick the, the the final cut actually came when the sex was neglected for long enough, and I'm like, oh okay, I don't want to be here anymore. This is disrespectful. <laughs> this is disrespectful. Two weeks no sex, goodbye. You can treat
0: me like shit, but oh, not like this. I'll take yeah. all
1: manner of abuse, but the minute you take your 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 naughty bits out of the equation, if you, you deign to a very sleep with me, clock. it's
0: still a level of respect that, <laughs> that keeps this going. 100. Um, percent That's how you put me on a short clock. So, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, after we broke up, it was not long. I want to say maybe a month. Like it wasn't really wasn't wrong. Good, I, yeah. I I immediately like got on dating apps and tried to get back out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think again I think I said this last line. But as soon as I. With the next woman Mm -hmm. I felt such like a Crippling loneliness and sense of like Despair about it Mm -hmm. That I was like oh no I should not be out here Dating but that's why I said like My recommendation to people Was not to go jump out there as fast As I did Mm -hmm. but it is to jump Out there let's say after three months And then test the waters Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah that Happened then I was Just generally like you know, you and I were going out, yeah. partying, talking to girls, having fun, but like not really, like trying to like date or meet someone properly. More just like just generally going out there and just yeah. being sociable, and which I enjoyed. But yeah, in terms of like the final cut, yeah, that that didn't come until it'll more than six months later. That's fair. Right. Um, no, it's it's just like I. Uh, it's not about. F- it's tough. It's not easy to do that
1: final cut. Sometimes
0: it's like. Yeah, because in the m- my final cut thing was a bit different than your yours is like. Kind I told of you like the
1: sex ran out. Once the sex runs. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in
0: in 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 that both our things were toxic in different ways. Yours was like toxic on and off jealousy sex kind of situation. Yeah. Mine was like can we still make this work as friends like how what, what are we what are we doing like this kind of shit mm-hmm. and then eventually i was like nope no no this is yeah. all this is wrong on all, on on every level it just mm-hmm. doesn't work time time to cut yeah okay. actually it wasn't even a final cut i think i told you what i said was just like if you're actually serious about being friends then it can, there can be this level of dependence because that's mm-hmm. really what was bothering me was like I was like we're friends but really it's just like I'm doing everything a boyfriend would do in terms of like being being no her
1: sex. that's, that's <laughs> awful be,
0: be, being her like partner in some ways or therapist mm-hmm. in other ways her cheerleader you know all that kind of stuff I was yeah. doing a whole list of stuff while we were being friends but like what what kind of friendship but it wasn't a friendship right yeah it was just a one-sided like soul-sucking so (laughs) i i basically said like okay like if you actually want want to like give a good like effort to being friends like you know let's uh, don't talk to me for six months Mm -hmm. like actually move on Mm -hmm. then if you want to come talk to me we can so did she reach out to you back out to you? After nope. Six months? Of course not, because <laughs> once she lost that, once she stopped being hooked on me emotionally and hooked. Yeah. I I was I told you like, I had a PhD on her, so she kept coming to her professor for help. Mm-hmm. Once her professor said like, no, go out there, you know, go see the world. You know, then, then like that's so what gone. What you need
1: to do is to continue slow drip. Her. Well, well, I I should say she re- <laughs> she
0: reached out a few times earlier on, yeah. And each time, like I shut it down. Mm-hmm. And then since whenever that was, okay, yeah. But basically a month before you
1: got back on the on the the, the party train and started meeting people.
0: Yeah, not a good That's idea.
1: Good. I You know, I think I think a month is fine. I actually think I I took about the same time from the hard cut, but then I had the issue of like, God, the dating apps are just gruesome. And I think the other, the, <laughs> the, the, the problem too was like. It, we, like these breakups happened during COVID, so it wasn't exactly mm. a fair shake. Like I, the funny, you know what the funniest part was? Is that I think had I broken up with my ex during normal times, the cutoff would've come way later and it would've actually taken a lot longer mm. because like I told you, when I break up with somebody before the cutoff time, I'm actually not very capable of, of like, Emotionally until I'm done with that person, I don't feel okay sleeping around or fooling yeah. around with other people as like maybe fool around a little, but I wouldn't feel quite sleeping with another person actually. Yeah. But I'm dangerous in clubs. Mm. If you like think of what, what alcohol does to somebody in clubs, imagine what emotional heartbreak does to it's just, it's a whole other level of like fiend. <laughs> so I, I, I sometimes I wonder it's like if we'd broken up in twenty twenty one or whatever the fuck we did or twenty twenty and that wasn't a covid year that was like a regular year mm. and i could have went to the clubs and shown instagram stories of me with like some random girls like the jealousy that would have started that it would have A, it would have been so much uglier but b it would have been interesting to me because my instinct actually as soon as the breakup happened was let me go get out there as soon as i could but i couldn't everything was closed there was no clubs no bars there was nothing it was covid yeah the, you know what the, I mean? there
0: there is an element and it's 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 a failure it's a human failure, but it's just there. You want to feel like you've won the breakup.
1: Oh, a hundred percent, ten thousand percent.
0: So uh, that's the thing yeah. to
1: let go. That's I think actually that's, that's one of the things I did want to talk about. Is like you know realistically when the breakup happens, there's a couple of things that come up unique to the breakup. One of them is feeling like you want to win the breakup. That's really common, mm. which is always a it's a really big losing battle.
0: Yeah, because actually to win the breakup, you just have to not give a shit anymore, right? More and, than And it's not yeah, even win then because, that, but like, you more know. More than
1: that, the, the, I think there's another paradox about winning the breakup that absolutely fucks with people and that I noticed that myself initially before I stopped it is, what does it mean to win the breakup? Oftentimes, <clears throat> and not always, but at least in my scenario, I remember thinking, yeah, I want to be the one who wins the breakup. But then I realized that the quote unquote, win the breakup wasn't viewed through the lens of just me and what the fuck do I want for my life? Mm. It was viewed through the lens of like, what does this person not want for me that I'm gonna go get, cause fuck them. Mm. A little bit of that, not fully, but there was a fair bit of like, what's really gonna piss this person off? What's really gonna make them upset? More so than like, just what the fuck do I want? Mm. What's my ideal situation? The truth is when I broke up with my ex, my life was actually like a lot of exactly what I wanted. I was living where I wanted. I got my money in order. I got good friends. I had good times. Like it was actually in many ways exactly what I wanted, but there was still a part of me that was thinking like, what would would really piss her off? Mm
0: -hmm. What can I
1: do to win? Yeah. And so it's like, you have to let that go. But also I think you have to be like with everything that I'm saying here. And you have to be very patient with yourself in the moment because when it was actually happening, I knew it was the wrong move. It's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know if you're at those moments where like, you know, you're looking at a, a pound of wings and you've already eaten too much, you're like, this is a bad decision.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me actively go ahead and make this bad decision and yeah, yeah. Chal- It's like you we know you're down. yeah, you know you're doing something bad, but you're like, I don't care. Yeah. You're too high already, you're like, well, let me smoke another joint. Let mm-hmm. me have another fucking drink. Like
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so you have to give yourself that leeway to go be an idiot and to feel these things and to go through them. Mm-hmm. But trying to win the breakup is one of them. I think another thing is Forgetting your own personal standard. this kind of the same thing. Forgetting your own personal standards. Mm. A lot of times what happen when people couple up, especially if you're a man, is you'll sometimes let some of your goals fall to the wayside. Yeah, One of the biggest things that I regret in my relationship was that I allowed... Um, I allowed kind of being with her to, to to get in the way of some of my travel goals, some of my financial goals, some of my things. I'm like, I mean, to be fair, it makes sense. You're in a relationship, you have to compromise, you have to figure out ways that your lives can be better together. But when that person exits, you're free to do that stuff again. And, and you have to, it, weirdly enough, I think we're such creatures of habit that when you've been pointed in a certain direction, you've been moving in that direction, even though it's not a direction that you want to be moving in, mm. when someone opens up the door to another direction, it's... It's not always easy to just reorient to what you want. Sometimes there's so much momentum in that, that you just feel like, oh, I put so much time and effort to go in this way. Why don't I just keep going? You know, it's. I think there's a certain level come back to what do you want?
0: What's yeah, it and, and 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 in in often when these breakups are un- unhealthy or they're toxic or they went on too long and all these sort of things that commonly happen, you've lost yourself. Oh yeah. So the breakup allows you to like find yourself again like oh yeah I used to love playing board games with my friends and I stopped doing that years ago I used to love working out but like never had time or you know it it, and and so on and so forth like rediscover yourself yeah and not just to go back to who you were go back like rediscover those things but as regress a new you, regress completely, regress to the meme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah. So it's 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 like it's an opportunity to get back all the best parts of you and like reforge yourself anew. You. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah. Breakups can honestly be like such a val. Like I think both of us would say, it's really really terrible. But wow. after that, it happened. Praise the Lord. Life has been much <laughs> better. Right? Life yeah. has been so much better, right? Like <laughs> yeah. Life is actually like, you know, we might complain on the week to week and stuff, but life is actually pretty good now. Yep. Right? There's not too much to actually complain about. So, yeah. Whereas before it was like in the trenches every every day, like what's the next like bomb that's going to be like lobbed at us, you know, or the next grenade. So it's like,
1: Yeah. And I think the other thing too is, so actually back to your point about dating early, I think the other thing that you really have to be concerned about with when you date too early is that you make sure that you avoid, uh, like again, I think a whole, I think the biggest takeaway from this, the biggest, my thesis for this entire idea of breaking up is you have to set, you have to manage your expectations more than anything else in your life, I think. Maybe not more than anything else in your life, but if it's a big breakup, you really have to set your expectations properly. You have to expect that when you get back out there, you're gonna suck some shit, you're gonna, you're gonna eat some shit. It's gonna be crappy at first. Hmm. The first date I went on after my ex was this girl who seemed great. We talked, we had a great conversation, we had a great time, hmm. and then as the date went on, and it was so funny too, because like again, there's certain things that I do instinctually. Date's going well, hey, do you wanna go drink, drink somewhere else? Hey, do you wanna go back to my place and smoke some weed? Hey, do you wanna do this? Like I just, I'm just instinctually moving things forward and she's going for everything. I'm like, oh, this is great. And as we start to get closer and closer, we get to my place, the red flags start to come out, but like really serious. Like on the first date, you're like, wow. Mm. And I just, and I remember, (laughs) yeah, that night, very nice girl. Very nice girl, nothing wrong with her, but I realized she was like smoking like basically five grams of pot a day. She was like heavily addicted to pot. She had all kinds of issues. She had also also been fresh off a breakup and I could Mm. see how she was like, she'd tell me things about her ex and then she'd like, Infer that I had those same qualities and try to like get me to affirm oh. that. And it was like, it was like, I was in this place where I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oof. Like, it was like, I felt like I had just gotten out of like one Venus flytrap and into like another bigger one. And I'm like, Jesus, like, but the thing I was going to say is after that date was done, I drove her home, never talked to her again, unfortunately, but I remember coming home and like, I just had this feeling of just like, like just such low spirit, like just like a a very low moment in my life where I'm like, mm. okay, I left this situation with one girl who had all these bad traits, but at least I had like a sexual and emotional connection with to get out into the dating world and find this other woman who has even more terrible traits. I
0: yeah. don't even
1: have an emotional or sexual connection with. What the fuck did I do? Yeah. And I mean, if if I had just had those two experiences in a vacuum, I would've been like, what was I ever, why would I ever break up with this person? But like, I think you have to accept that when you are, like, I don't know how much anyone listening to this believes in those like stupid law of attraction things. I don't know that I believe in it completely, but there's a a phrase in the relationship space that a lot of people have said that I think is interesting. They say, you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. Mm. And I don't think that it's voodoo. I think it's a bit of like psychology, what space you're in, what do you, what vibe do you give off? So don't be surprised if while you're in the shits, mm. you attract some terrible people to yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't just jump in for a rebound, give yourself time, expect, expect that after you get back out in the dating world, you, you might not, but there's like a 70% chance that you're gonna go through some really bad riffraff before you get back on your feet. And that's the biggest thing that I can tell. There's like, set your expectations. You're gonna hurt. You're gonna come home some days, and you're just gonna feel like shit. You're gonna listen to music and be sad all fucking day. You're gonna, you know, do a bunch of journaling, and it's not gonna help. You're gonna do a bunch of this, and it's not gonna help. Time will make it better, but other things won't. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna, you're gonna dream about them. You're gonna have a bad dream. You're gonna wake up the next day, and you're be like, oh, this hurts. They, these things are gonna happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it. Actually, would like with all suffering. Maybe time is just the biggest factor, but you want to still be doing making the most of that time while you're suffering Um, and you know, you can always just pivot, right? Like, so it's like what we talked about, like, yes, you can put yourself out there, but you don't have to put yourself out there in terms of like, I'm jumping into serious dating and thus every girl that doesn't like live up to even like a, you know, the previous standard, which is already not good enough. Mm. (laughs) It's just depressing. You can just be like, Oh, I'm out. I'm having fun. I'm meeting people. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm re-immersing myself in society in some way. Because, right, you've become a bit, like, you've become a bit hermitized by, uh, by being in a relationship often. So you can do that for some months. And then when you go back out dating, you're polished again. You know, yeah. you're, you're, you're functioning again. So you can also do it that way. There, there are many ways to, that end goal of being, like, properly moved on in, in a, you know, your next healthy relationship kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Until that goes toxic, and then you repeat the whole cycle. Start from yeah. step one.
1: Hey, yeah. <laughs> right, what's that Brian M song? Who's oh, counting?
0: I, I don't know what. you're Ah, about. I'm gonna figure it out later. Anyway,
1: not important. Um, but yeah, yeah, so in terms of coping mechanisms, I think all we said is get out and work out. Are there any other Well, uh, I see friends, friends and family. I, I, I
0: think you need to be able to reach. Like the the most important thing, I think maybe women are a bit better than this uh, at this than than men, but, like, do you need to allow yourself to be vulnerable to your male friends? Also, of course, family, but your male friends, I think, are actually really important, to, or, or female friends, to, but whatever. Yeah. You need to allow yourself to be vulnerable to the people who are your closest to, whoever they are, and actively reach out. Don't just be like, I broke up, and then, like, hope the people around you uh give you what they need hopefully they will they're they're those sort of people who are proactive in their friendship yeah but some people are just really busy or they don't you know they're you know you might have a few friends who are great but a bit thoughtless in certain areas which again it's his own issue but that's a separate podcast And, and i mean
1: also to that point you like just to be clear no, I don't think the encouragement is, "Hey guys, I'm sad. Come chill with me." It's more like, "Yo, mm-hmm. dudes, what are you doing this weekend? Let's go do whatever the hell we do usually. Let's go hit the gym. Let's go for a hike. Let's go hang out. Let's go drinking. Let's go to you know whatever whatever yeah. the usual social event is
0: and get and that. Then and you can talk then, right? Yeah, but like, exactly. So it's, it's not, but like also maybe for that first session back, yeah, it can be mopey, but it can still be like a bro mope of like yeah. let's have some drinks, let's talk this through and, and and if you have like actual like good friends, you'll be like, fuck yeah man, let's do this. Let's Oh,
1: you're gonna have that one moment where you and your friends just talk all the shit about your ex.
0: Yeah, and that can also be therapeutic <laughs> too. Um uh, I, I, I do think there's that's something what a good bro about will do. it's important to note like avoid all the, the obvious pitfalls. Again, you'll you'll feel all these emotions anyway, but if you feel feel that it's just like taking over your life week after week, something is wrong and you need to break that cycle. But like yeah. if you're just like feeling endless insecurity or jealousy or rage or vicious all all those sort of ne- negative things, like mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's an issue. Like they're they're gonna come, they're gonna come hard in waves and stuff. But if you're perpetually feeling some kind of like rage towards or you're perpetually feeling insecurity about the whole thing, like you need to, like...
1: That's a you issue. It's not a her issue anymore.
0: You need to go deep inside yourself. You need to meditate. You need to let it ponder, you need whatever. But, like, you need to speak to somebody, maybe, mm-hmm. right? Or, again, see, see, seek out help amongst the people that are close to you and just ask them, like, why do I feel this way? But that, 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 that's, that's an important thing. Like, don't let the emotions endlessly <clears throat> spiral in, the, in this <clears throat> One negativity I would, trap.
1: I would add to that is also, for some people, throw yourself into work. For some men, that's like when they first break up. That's their most prodigious work period because that's when they can just channel all that energy that they used to channel into the relationship, into the, into the, the bad times, into this. Um, so that's another one. You know, yeah. hobbies and work. This is a great time to 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 take
0: that energy. As long as you're mi- whatever you do, be mindful about it. Is is what I'll say. Yeah. Don't if, if you're jumping into work, there should be an aspect of like you know, I, you know, either you like your work or you, you weren't doing enough work before, or you just think that this is good for you for now. And you need this for a period yeah. of a couple of months, but not, not, nothing should be mindless, right? Like in terms it shouldn't of be, to, it shouldn't
1: be you throw yourself into work to, uh, cover up the feelings. Mm. It's more so when I say throw yourself into work, I assume you throw yourself into work because you want to throw yourself into an environment where you are successful progressing and doing something that gives you some sort of intrinsic benefit right yeah, yeah working yeah. out has that working out will make you feel better it'll, it'll because you see growth you see these things so if you have a job where you can do that do that if you don't have a job where you can do that fuck the job don't you don't have to throw yourself into
0: yeah and, and on some level it's like put in work towards whatever so that at the end of the day you have like that little bit of time to mope and think about things and then you have the <laughs> the blissful, like, a, a non existence for the night until you yeah. can wake up again and <laughs> do it again, so that, like, you're not spending all day moping. You're, you've you've actually, got.
1: I would add to that one more thing because I think it's. I think for a lot of these suggestions, throw yourself hard into work, throw yourself in the gym hard, throw yourself at any kind of physical activity hard. The, the suggestion, I think, is actually part of an underlying masculine. A need for a way to express the emotion. It can be very difficult for a lot of men to sit down and mope and actually feel stuff. Mm. But it can be a lot harder to get angry at the fucking weights and express some anger in the weights. Mm. Get angry at your work and express some, you know what I mean? It's almost mm. like it's a way to kind of let emotion flow in some of these ways, and I would recommend that. If you're not somebody who can just sit down and let the emotion flow out, these are great ways to do it. Like, yeah. Honestly, for one of the things that helped me was running. Mm. Running mm. is a great one, because running, like running hurts. Especially when you're untrained for like I I could at the time I think I could run like three or four kilometers I would go for six and the fifth and sixth kilometer were pure pain Mm. and anger You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but that feeling That that can often like you said be vulnerable I think for a lot of men it's not as easy like I even sometimes I wonder if be vulnerable is the best advice for men because I think it's it's good but well, I, I, I meant be
0: vulnerable to, enough that's true, yeah, to yeah, reach right, out yeah, or yeah, to open yeah, up. Yeah, that, yeah, that's all yeah, I mean. Yeah, that, that, yeah. And,
1: and I, don't, I don't have anything against that. Uh, what I'm saying is more so the perception of be vulnerable, meaning be be almost... like I, This is hard. It's like the the part that I think you have to balance as a man to not go fully into this... Like, And this is going to go into deeper issue than just breakups, but just when it comes to men and emotions, I feel like some... People are over encouraged to just dive into their emotions in a way that denies some things that I think are are intrinsic to the masculine experience, which is you know it's not that we don't or a good masculine experience, the good masculine experience, resiliency, resiliency, which is resiliency and 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 an ability to to deal with emotions not just in the in the expressive way but also or to express them in a way that's that's a little bit on the quote unquote darker side, but I think almost healthier for men because as a, as a man, I think there's a certain thing, like you said, like be vulnerable with the people you can be vulnerable with, the people you can really deeply trust, your closest friends, yeah. your family, people you know. But I think also as a man, there's like, I mean, this is too philosophical, but I think there's a certain aspect of like, you have to stay strong, you have to keep your edge, you can't just fall apart everywhere. And so these exercise, these, these things like running, things like exercise, things like working, things that kind of make you suffer and go into pain and push through pain are great places for you to express the feelings because these feelings really what are they? The feelings of pain mm. you're missing somebody, you're regretting something that you did, you're regretting them not being there, you're angry at them for not meeting your needs, you're angry at the situation, you're angry. like these yeah. feelings are all coming from that place of like, I don't like this, this is painful. So, in some ways, I think as and I don't know if this is the same for women, but I think as men there is something beneficial to creating your own pain so you can experience your own pain. Mm. You go for that run that's a little bit longer than you think you can, so the last two kilometers, you burn, you hurt, you heal. You work out a little bit harder than you think you can, so in those last few reps, you burn, you hurt, you heal. It's like, it's like this idea of like, I almost feel like that, it works the same thing, you get to that point in work where you're burnt out, where you're stressed, you overcome it, you hurt, you, you feel better after, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's something somebody said for that as a coping mechanism um,
0: In some ways, it's almost like when they say, like, just force yourself to smile and you'll start feeling happier. Mm-hmm. In some ways, you're forcing yourself to confront pain, overcome fail, pain, and then feel good. Yeah. Which Huge. is ultimately what you have to do with <clears throat> with your emotions, with your breakup. Yeah. Right. So it's almost like faking it till you make it, a practice running until you actually like come out on the other end. Yeah. And all of this is under the most important umbrella of just processing it if you don't process what you've been through however you process whether it's talking or doing or just trying to move on or socializing again Mm -hmm. or rediscovering yourself or taking up whatever it might be you need to process it otherwise that's when even if you move on and you're not like the person who's moping for years after the fact you're still a little bit like you've lessened yourself in some way. You've, you've, you, you, you're not quite who you could be because you're still holding on to something you didn't fully process.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you can even, you can even flip it to like the quote unquote, you know, like the hyper masculine view of like, there's something that you're afraid to face. Mm. And as long as you're afraid of face, it, it's going to make you a lesser version of yourself because mm. that, that, again, that pain has to come out. You know what I mean? So when, in whatever way you're comfortable to get it out, do it. But, uh,
0: yeah, the, the, I, I, I saw a, what was it? I, I, think, it's, I, think, it's, uh, I think it's a study where, where um, it said men move on faster, but women move on more completely once they, once they finally do get over a breakup. So hmm. it's because women are, I think, process a bit more, whereas men are just like, you know, know through the grindstone and move on. And that's why I'm saying whatever you do, be mindful of it. Don't lose track, like don't bulldoze ahead for the sake of bulldozing ahead, just to cope and then you actually haven't done the processing part. Mm-hmm. So allow yourself to process, and if you process in a more like physical like way of of like exercising or running or hitting a punching bag, fine. but be mindful of what why you're doing it and like that it's part of your processing uh, uh, mechanism, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, I, I think we've covered most of what we wanted to cover. Anything else that you wanted to uh, hit before we no, let I, this topic go for a very long time?
1: I, I think that's about it. I think, I think, yeah, that's just, like, the, the last thing I'd just say is, like, you know, if you're going through it, just fucking ride it out, man. There's so much better. There's better times coming up, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it's a tough process, but, you know what, it, it will make you better. For doing it especially like yeah it's uh yeah it's gonna make you better
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i i'm with you it's one of those things of like all you can ultimately say is it sucks we've all been there if you not do it the right way but get through it mm-hmm. it's gonna be good for you yeah and uh yeah, I think we'll 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 wrap it up there. Sounds good. So th- thank you guys so much for watching this week's episode. If you liked it, please uh, leave us a positive review, rating, comment, etc. And until next time, uh, peace.